You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodis, your host. It's exciting to be with you. God is doing incredible things. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Thank God for his great grace. Today, we're going to chat to you about water baptism. What is water baptism for? What is water baptism for anyway? Why do people get water baptized? Well. An important subject and apostolic. I mean, real apostolic people understand. Now, we we know there's people out there that claim to be apostolic and they don't believe in water baptism. They don't believe you have to have the Holy Ghost. They're not really apostolic. They just, uh, you know, they want to believe in the gifts of the Spirit and believe in uh, all of the charisma out there. Uh, but they don't want the real doctrine. But a real apostolic, we understand what water baptism is for, and uh, I'm going to give you a refresher. You may know all of what I'm getting ready to say to you, or you may not, um, but I'm getting ready to share with you today, give you a good uh, update, refresher on what water baptism is. What is it for? Now, I'm not going to go through every scripture, but I'm going to just break down the basics of what it is. Is it just to join a church? Is it to... um, please the pastor, to please the leaders, to please the family? Is water baptism, hmm, what is it? uh, Now, some say that water baptism is is an outward sign of an inward change. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. Some say that water water baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. But you know, the Bible doesn't say any such thing. The Bible doesn't say anything like that. There's no scripture that you could use to even get close to that statement. There's nothing in the Bible like that at all. That is a man-made teaching, completely man-made teaching about water baptism. It's not an outward sign of an inward change. No, it's not. Not at all. that's That's not the purpose of water baptism. Is water baptism necessary to be saved? Is water baptism necessary to go to heaven? Well, uh, I'll let you decide that uh, through this teaching that I'm going to give you here for the next few minutes. You know, some churches, they they pour water on your head with a bowl. Uh, Is that water baptism? Some will just take a little bit and sprinkle you. Uh, I've seen in one video... A, I believe we'd call him a priest. Uh, I'm not sure what religion they were, but some quote-unquote Christian religion took a little baby, a very, very young, not too far from being newborn, <laughs> maybe weeks or months old, take that baby in his arms with the parents standing nearby and dip the head of that baby in the water several times with the baby gasping for air. <laughs> 
is, is that what we do? Is that water baptism? Do we have an example of that in Scripture? Well, the answer is a definite no. There's no example of that in Scripture. No one, there was no child, there was no baby in the, in the Bible being baptized. We don't have an example of a baby being baptized. Now, can a younger child be baptized? Uh, sure, if the child is able to understand between right and wrong. And I think a lot of us believe this, and this is a good rule. If the child is able to receive the Holy Ghost, all right? If that child receives the Holy Ghost, no doubt that child could be baptized. That's right. And of course, we don't sprinkle with water. We don't pour with water. I heard a preacher on the radio decades ago. I'll never forget this guy. He pastored not too far from us. He was not apostolic. But um, he just had a large group that wanted to be baptized. And he told about how he took the water hose and just sprayed them all down in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's not baptism. We don't get to do baptism our way. We have to, we have to choose the formula of God. We have to choose the doctrine of God. What is it? How was it done in the Bible? The word baptism or to baptize comes from a Greek word. It means baptizo. It's the word baptizo. And the word baptizo means to submerge. It means to dip. It is like a person that you take a, maybe a cup, a coffee cup, a tea cup, something, a dish, with a sink full of water, and you submerge it all the way under. You submerge it. That is baptizo. You baptize that individual. You baptize uh, that person. Or in that case, that example, that you baptize that, that coffee cup. Not a spiritual baptism, but you, you dipped it, in other words. You submerged it. You immersed it. So that's what water baptism really is. It's an immersion. It's a dipping and so it should be done. We we know as apostolic people, I'm not going to prove that point to you. We'll save that for another lesson. But I just want to talk about why we baptize. Okay, let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 5. You know, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. We're aware of that. We see that in the scripture. Nicodemus doesn't know anything about God. He's he's a, a, he's Jewish. He's a, He's a Pharisee. He's a... He's no doubt a rabbi of some type, but he comes to Jesus and calls him rabbi. And he said, uh, you know, uh, how can, uh, how do you do these miracles, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. And, but Jesus said, you must be born again in verse three. In verse four, he says, how can I be, how can I be born when I'm old? You know, can I enter the second time into my mother's womb and be born? Well, Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's John chapter 3, verse 5. Very important. John 3, 5. Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man. There's no other way. This is the only way. There's no other way, Jesus, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So there's a, there's a water birth. Here mentioned, there is a spirit birth mentioned. Why? Because he said, except a man be born of water. Born of water and born of the spirit. All right? It's not talking about the water that was in your mother's womb, that the, the, the bag burst, 
and then she gave birth to you. That's what somebody said to me one time, somebody that thought they were learned uh, of the scripture. And he said, no, that's what that's talking about. It's, in other words, you have to be born of your mother first. Duh. Is there anybody that's not born of their mother? Uh, give me a break. <laughs> Is anybody born of their father? Is anybody born of their grandmother? Uh, well, maybe. Right? <laughs> uh, but you've got to be born. But even if you're born of your grandmother, you know, there's, of course, medical ways that's done today. But even in that sense, she becomes your mother. So, no, that's not what this is talking about. You, you don't have to become a person. You don't have to be born naturally. That's not what this is saying. But that's what that man wanted to try me. And that's a common belief. That God is not, he's not so, God is not dumb. Jesus was not without sense, without good sense, that he would say something like that. Oh, you have to... You have to be born first before you can be born again. Of course, duh, as the young people would say, right? Duh. Well, except a man be born of water. So my point here in the scripture, what is water baptism for? It is the water birth, John 3, 5. You've got the spirit birth. We're not going to really go into that. We're just talking about what is baptism, water baptism for. It is the spirit birth, John 3, 5. All right, let's go to Acts 2, 38. Acts 2, 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right, so what do he say? Repent, first of all, and be baptized. How many of you? Every one of you. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why? There he goes. For the remission of sins. So Jesus in John chapter 3, verse 5, he said it was the water birth. Just changing it to my wordage of my vernacular just a little bit there he said you have to be born of the water well here i'm just saying you have to have the water birth yes you have to be born of the water you have to be baptized in water correctly in acts 238 he says you have to be baptized for the remission remission what does the remission of sins mean worldly church folks denominal christians they read that verse and they read right through it and they keep going. They don't even know. <clears throat> they don't even look up the word remission. They don't care because they don't believe it's necessary anyway. But he said you have to, you're baptized for the remission. The word remission means for the, for the removal of, for the removal of your sins, the washing away of your sins, the removal of your sins. I always ask this question. If a person has cancer and the cancer is in remission, is that a good thing? Of course it is. If the cancer is in remission, that means they don't have cancer. The cancer is gone. Hopefully, in that case, the cancer never returns, right? But looky here. When your sins are in remission, there's only one to get your sins in remission. There's only one way to get your sins in remission. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's right. That's why the, uh, the apostle, was it the apostle Paul? He said, some men's sins are judged beforehand and other men's sins follow after. Maybe it was the apostle Peter in, in first or second Peter. 
some men's sins are judged beforehand and other men's sins follow after. I don't want my sins following me to the judgment. There's people that have received the Holy Ghost, but they've never been baptized in Jesus' name. If they're never baptized in Jesus' name, you know what's going to happen? Their sins are going to follow them to the judgment. But when you get baptized in Jesus' name, after you repented and you got baptized in Jesus' name, did you know your sins were judged right there in that water? They were remitted. They were removed. They were You received the water birth of John 3, 5. Your sins now became were put in remission. They were removed. They are no longer there. They were removed by the name of Jesus because the blood of Jesus is in the name of Jesus. And Jesus, the name Jesus is in the blood of Jesus. You can't separate the two. If you've got the blood, you've got the name. If you've got the name, you've got the blood. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's true. It's true. So we're baptized for the remission of sins. All right, let's go to another scripture, same book here, Acts 22, 16. The story of the apostle Paul. Paul's actually telling his story here of his conversion, at least the baptism, baptism part. But in Acts 22, 16, Ananias is the one witnessing to Paul here, actually called him Saul, if you read the passage. He says to Saul, and now why tarriest thou? What are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. What do we call on? We call on the name of Jesus. That's what we do in baptism. We call on the name of Jesus. He said, what are you waiting for? Arise and be baptized and wash away. That's what baptism in Jesus' name is for, to wash away your sins. When you were baptized in Jesus' name, your sins were washed away. That's something to shout about right there. That's right. You were born with all those sins. Look at that little innocent baby. Oh, how sweet and innocent. But really, they weren't. They, oh, they were born in sin. They were born with the sins of Adam and the sins of their parents. Oh, and that's why they could, as soon as they start talking, that's why they could tell a lie. Living in a good Christian home where parents don't lie, they can just naturally start lying because they're, they have that sin nature. But thank God, that's why you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit, John 3, verses 3 and 5. So what is water baptism? Well, Peter said it's for the remission of sins. Ananias told Paul it's for the washing away of sins. And Jesus said in John chapter 3, Jesus said it's the water birth. He said you must be born of water and of the Spirit. So if you've got the water birth, all right, according to John 3, 5, and if you obeyed Acts 2.38. You were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins have been rem remitted. They they are in remission. And as it says in Acts 22.16, arise and be baptized. Wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Your sins have been washed away. Praise God. That's something to shout about, isn't it, my brother, my sister? That's something to get excited about knowing that your sins are gone the devil may remember your sins he may bring up your past you may even bring up your past your friends and relatives may bring up your past but god is not bringing up your past why because they have been washed away they have been remitted hallelujah they have been removed as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Well, I hope you were blessed by the podcast today. My friend, 
Don't forget to give us five stars if you haven't. Share this podcast, and uh, we would love to hear from you in Jesus' name. Until the next podcast, God bless you. This is Brother Rodas. Thanks for listening. I want to tell you about one of the books that I've written some years ago. It's entitled Satan, Demons, and You. And the subtitle is What Christians Need to Know About Evil Spirits. Hi, this is Charles Rodas, author, podcaster. I want to reach out to you and let you know about this book. If you haven't read it, it will give you great insight into the spirit world. Uh, A book I recommend, definitely recommend. And uh, I want to read you a couple Amazon comments on the book of those that have read it. Uh, Jeremy G. writes, Jesus Christ, authority versus power. He says, we need to understand more about Jesus Christ's teachings and earthly authority versus power and use of. This book was fascinating, and I know the Holy Spirit guided me even through Amazon to absorb this interesting information and pray on it with discernment. Amen, Charles. Another, uh, without giving a name, it just says, as an Amazon customer, also with five stars, says a must-read, very enlightening to the dark side of spirituality. This information opens your spiritual sense to be aware of who's behind all evil, negativity, and torment to and in people. Well, friend, there's many comments there. I'll invite you to go on Amazon and take a look at Satan, Demons, and You. Yes, what Christians need to know about evil spirits. So blessings to you. All right, look at all of our books while you're there. In Jesus' name. you for listening to the everything apostolic podcast don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry don't forget more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com there you will find pastor rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter until next time be blessed In Jesus' name.